Hello, club members. I'm Kate. And I'm Emma. And I'm uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you uncomfortable? I'm uncomfortable because you're going to tell me something true crime today. Kate, this one's going to give you the the skeebies. What did I just say? I almost told, so I almost told, when I went to see Kate recently, I wanted so badly to tell her about it because I just learned about it myself. But she wouldn't let me. And I knew I had to save it for this moment. So I, I've been I've been holding on to this one. I was I was having a very I was stressed out. And I was like, can I tell you? I'm like, you cannot. You may not. I was like, but just a little. I won't tell you the ending. No, you may not. But the time has come. I the knew this day come. was coming. Yeah, let's let's cut to it. So the story I'm going to tell you today, um, this happened. Well, it happened over a bit of a time. But I'm going to take us back to 2004, April 9th. And we are at a McDonald's, of all places. Oh, okay. In Mount Washington, Kentucky. So this is a small town, like maybe 8,500 people there. Not a really big place. I'm already so, nervous. I'm sorry. It's like I feel like I'm at a Kentucky McDonald's. Good. That's something what I'm bad to do. is about to happen. Yeah, everyone close your eyes and think of your childhood town and the McDonald's that you occasionally went to. I'm imagining the McDonald's play place and like a lot of flies, um... That's what I imagine right now. Yeah. So you you have it spot on. So you're there. Cool. It's 4 p.m. And the franchise receives a phone call from a police officer named Officer Scott. Officer Scott. Scott. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't. I had to. Rocky Horror reference. So he's connected to the store's assistant manager, which is a woman named Donna Summers. Not that Donna Summers. What? (laughs) I made this all up, but I have very little creativity. (laughs) (laughs) And then Tina Turner came in. (laughs) And they shabopped and they shabeeped and they did it. She bopped and she (laughs) boomed. I wish that's what this story was. I know it's going to be a lot more grim. No. So they did not. He did not call to talk about shabopping and shabooping. He called to talk about a serious theft. Oh, no. Yeah. He's like, I have corporate on the other line. I have the store's manager. There's a woman who's working in your store who's in serious trouble. Cop is calling her? Yeah. On the phone? Why wouldn't he just, like, show up? Well, I'll tell you why. Patience. Because that's not a cop. Patience, Iago. Patience, Iago. So he gives a a description of the girl who fits Louise's description, um, the the girl in question. He's like, she has dark hair, small build, she's in a female McDonald's uniform, and she's being accused of stealing a purse. I'm so sorry. Whenever you said female McDonald's uniform, it's just like, <laughs> why? She's a female in a McDonald's uniform. Oh, okay. I was like, what uniforms did they have? They have like back little in, cutouts, like, mean, little mean girl style. Or something? <laughs> like, what? I, I knew it was a different time, but still, I don't remember like the McDonald's like mini skirt. Oh, gosh. So, I would kill for a McDonald's mini skirt. Yeah, that would like, be it's just so like a bunch in, of French fries. They would be so in, in right now. I know. That's really throwback. cute. Okay, but that's not what we're here to talk about. Sorry. So, so Don is like, yeah, you're talking about Louise Ogborn. So Louise is an 18-year-old. She's a high school senior. She's a month out from graduating. She had recently taken this job at McDonald's after her mother got sick and lost her job. So she's Aww. kind of helping the household. She's been working there for about four months. And she's actually supposed to – she was supposed to get off shift at lunch. And if you recall, it's 4 p.m. now. But – after the lunch rush, she ultimately stayed late to cover for another colleague who wasn't able to make their shift. So Donna goes, gets Ogborn's attention, and brings her to the back office. And she's like, hey, I have the police on the other line. You're being accused of stealing. And 
Louise is like, no, that's not like, that's not right. I need this job. I've never stolen before. I think you have the wrong person. Like there's something not right here. And so Donna, who still has the police officer on the phone, tells, tells officer Scott all of this information. And he's like, no, we know what we're talking about. She's lying to you. So then officer Scott says, okay, you have two options. Either Ogborn could get searched by this manager or she's going to get arrested. We'll take her to the jail and then we'll search her there. Why would you? None of this makes sense. I'm just, that's all I'm going to say. That does not make sense. Well, what happened? So Louise says, well, no, I'll just go to the police station. There's something wrong. Like, this is a mistake. Yeah. And, but then she like thinks about it and she's scared that like things could go really sideways and she doesn't have anything on her. So let's just get this done. And then she can be cleared of this and just like go back to her life. So the officer is like, okay, half her empty your pockets. And then Donna's like, okay, there's nothing here. She, and then he goes, well, she may be hiding something under her clothes. What the fuck? So at this point, the other on-shift assistant manager shows up. Um, and they're like, you don't need to be here. This is totally above board. And the guy's like, he needs, she needs to leave. So the woman who sees that this person's like being searched just kind of like leaves the room. Wait, what woman? The assistant manager, the Wait, other on- who's who's searching her? Donna. Who's the the manager? Mm-hmm. Donna's the assistant manager, but there's an another one that's coming on shift. Okay. So the one who's coming on shift goes into the back room, and this is going on. Something's funny, and then Donna hears from Officer Scott like she needs to not be here. Get her out of here. Wait, but Officer Scott's just on the phone. Yeah. Okay. Just some telemed telephone police work. Yes, you know how they do. Oh my God. So Officer Scott says this goes deeper than stealing a purse. She has a history of dealing drugs. That's why we're not there now. We're actually searching her home. Um, what the fuck? There's only two of us on the force and we can't do both things. Well, you know, I won't even go we Search there. her home before we go to her. For sure. That makes the most sense for stealing a purse. So following Officer Scott's orders, Donna starts removing Louise's clothing one piece at a time until there's nothing on her. What the fuck? So she's just wearing her underwear. And Honey, he's like, uh, call a lawyer and sue her and you and your mom will be fine. <laughs> yeah. Please so, sue McDonald's. So Donna um, is like, there's nothing here. She's stripped down. And he's like, no, like she could be hiding something in like a cavity. Like you have to make her take off her underwear. What the actual fuck? Are these people really stupid? Well, the managers like, yeah, that makes sense. This yeah. all seem, seems totally above board. This all sounds good. So Donna... Um, no, they don't. They do not cavity search their 18-year-old employee in McDonald's, in the restaurant. So they don't cavity search her, but they make her take off all of her clothes, including, including her underwear. And then the officer tells Donna to put the clothes in a bag, um, put her phone and her keys in this bag, and remove it out of the room. What the fuck? Why would you do this? Why would you do that? No. Those, those are now evidence. So those, no, those can't be No, that's not here. how evidence works. And let me just add that there's actually CC footage of this. <gasps> Good. Good. Yeah. The lawyer will need that. <laughs> so after an hour of detainment, um, in summers. Hour. Detainment. Summer, I love that we're calling it detainment. Well, that's, that's what she thinks it is. So Summer uh-huh. tells the officers that, I, you know what, like, I want to help, but I also have to get to work. Um, there's, I need to get back to the front counter, and I can't keep watching her. Um, and when are they coming to pick up the evidence? And Officer Scott says, well, is there someone else that you can trust to watch her? Ideally, a man. 
because <gasps> women will be condensed. Fuck? Oh, and yeah. You don't want a soft woman that's going to like see through what's going on right now. Yes. You don't want someone smart. <laughs> so the cook comes in. He puts the phone to his ears. So now he's on the phone with Officer Scott. And he asks Louise to drop her black apron. Uh, or he's told to ask her to drop the black apron and then describe what he's looking at. Wait, what What apron are you talking about? So after she was completely strip searched, she was given an apron by Donna just to like cover her up a little bit. That's not okay. And then they're saying, wait, so how does he know that she's wearing an apron? I don't know, actually. I don't know how he knows. I guess he told her or something. I, or she okay. told, she's like, I'm okay. She's, I'm, she's, I've strip, shirt, strip searched her. She's wearing an apron now. I don't know. So the cook, after he's told this, is like, uh, no. So he puts the phone down, refuses to participate, and he just goes back to work in the kitchen. <laughs> so he's like, not my monkeys, not my circus. Bye. <laughs> yeah. So not ideal, but not the worst. So just really a bystander. Yeah. Uh, Like not a good person. Like just no. so we, to be clear, <laughs> nobody here is being a good person. So. There's nobody else available, right? Everybody's working. It's busy. It's like evening shift now. Yeah, because we took one of the employees out and made her take her clothes off. Yes. Because someone on the telephone told you to. Yes. Also, like, if if you haven't found anything, let her put her clothes back on. What's this evidence bullshit? Evidence for what? Evidence of what? Of theft? Her clothes? It's so nice. You guys. Kate. You guys. I know. I know. So there's no one else available. And he's like, well, you got to get someone. If you want to go back and get back to work, you need someone to watch her. Bro, why don't you come here, Officer Scott? Officer Scott. Sorry. Officer Scott. I can't help it. It's like word vomit. I'm trying not to say Dr. Scott every time. I know. He's not a doctor. We don't. He's not one of us. He's also Um, not an officer, is my (laughs) guess. Um, What makes you say that? Anyway. Um, Because this isn't how police operate. Oh, you're joking. (laughs) And was like, no fucking kidding, bro. Let me tell my story. (laughs) So she's like, okay, well, I mean, I could get my fiance. So her fiance is a local guy. He's known as being pretty kind. He coaches a local baseball team. Probably has no speeding tickets. That kind of guy. This 18-year-old's fiance? No. So... Louise doesn't get a say. So Donna's like, well, I mean, I guess I could get my fiance. I like, I really need to get back to work. And so she calls her fiance, Walter West Nix Jr. What a, what a mouthful. It's awful. And he being the nice guy he is, is like, whatever you need, honey, shows up at 6 p.m. And Donna walks into the back office, hands him the phone, and then she goes back to the front counter. Then Officer Scott's like, okay, I need you to have her drop her apron. So he tells her to do it. What? Who are these people? Starts having her do like jumping jacks, like dance like a monkey, like things like that. I'm so sorry. Everyone's like, this is fine. Yes. What the fuck? This this is this is a true story. Oh, my God. I hate it. I hate this story. Emma. I know. I knew you would. But it's very fascinating about the human condition, which is why I'm telling no, you it. It's upsetting. I know. So... When I, he's like, why am I having her do this? And Officer Scott's like, this is all part of the process. This is going to help us determine the types of drugs that Mary's on based on how she is moving with these actions. For fucking hell. Oh, my God. So you spend the next or two. Or you could drug test her. Just the thought. They spend the next two hours doing this. This poor child. 
in Louisiana. Yeah. Also, yeah. Are we? Can we just talk about the fact that there's an 18 year old that has been completely stripped naked in front of her colleagues and in front of strange people? She's yeah. 18. So That's this, a child. This gets to the point where Louise is like crying. She's like begging to stop. She's saying like, and then she, she gets put directly on the phone with Officer Scott, and he's like, "You're going to lose your job and your future if you don't do exactly what we say." Oh my god. So this escalates to the point where Sweet Wes is told to physically assault her. What the fuck? And he does. What the fuck? I don't think he's that sweet then, huh? No, he's not. What the fuck did he do? So I'm just going to take a step back real quick. So between 1992 and 2004, there was a scam phone caller who convinced more than 70 employees at restaurants and grocery stores across the country into conducting lewd, demeaning acts on fellow employees and customers. Seventy. Oh, my God. Like, how did we not th- know about this? It's a really oh big deal. Oh, my God. Seventy people went through what this girl went through. Yes, and 70 people were willing to do that at least. Oh, more than 70, right? Because what right? we're on, like, the fourth The fourth complicit, complicit person. Yeah, exactly. Apparently, it would always start the same way. A caller would identify himself as a policeman investigating some criminal wrongdoing. He'd provide a vague description, and then the employee would kind of fill in the blanks to try to match it to someone that they knew. And then he would start demanding things, and so slowly they would become more progressive and more disturbing. So I'll give you a couple of examples. In 1999, in Fargo, Fargo, North Dakota, a police officer convinced a manager at a Burger King to strip search and slap the butt of a 17-year-old employee. (gasps) Slap her butt? Yes. For police reasons. (laughs) It's it's how we do it in the force. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure it is. In 2003, at a McDonald's in Hinesville, Georgia, a female manager took a 19-year-old employee into the woman's bathroom and strip searched her. Then had a 55-year-old janitor perform a body cavity search to look for, quote, (gasps) hidden drugs. I'm so sorry. Do any of these people have a brain? Apparently not. This is unacceptable. I know. In 2004, a 16-year-old female manager at a Sonic in Joplin, Missouri, obeyed a police officer's instructions to conduct a strip search on a 21-year-old male cook and perform oral sex on him. (gasps) What? No. Yes, this happened. That's why I'm telling you. For police reasons? It's insane. Who is this person? How are they they convinced? What are they saying that is able to convince people that this is normal? So are you familiar with the Milgram experiment? No. So there was a psychologist at Yale who wanted to understand how the Germans were able to convince so many people to do heinous things during World War II and the Holocaust. So he enlisted people. How is this? I can't. Emma, my God. (laughs) This is why this is why I felt uncomfortable earlier. (laughs) I felt that this was going to be bad. I didn't realize the Holocaust was going to get involved. I'm I'm giving you history that you could win a trivia night with this history so you're welcome cool thank you and i expect I'll, the ten dollar gift for, card for pizza yeah yeah totally <laughs> worth it for to get like a freaking 15 dollar gift card at the brew pub <laughs> so in this experiment he enlisted people to perform a memory experiment so there were these people that would get like a shock every time so there was basically uh like double glass wall or whatever and there'd be somebody taking the test and then there would be a an a volunteer on the other side who was said to deliver a shock every time the person got a question wrong. What the, so the fuck? The shocks would have, as it went on, had increasing and used more energy and the people would like yell louder. 
And really, it was all a, a sham because the it was um, people who were involved in the experiment who were pretending to get these shocks at louder and louder, you know, like get more hurt and things like that. They, no one was actually getting shocked. Oh, okay. But what okay. they were testing was how they far were testing pe- the people. Exactly. They were testing the how people far, who were shocking them. Exactly. How far would people go to obey something that seems like it's quote above board because an author- some sort of authority is telling you to do it. Oh my God. What did, what did they do? What were the results? I don't want to know. See, like, I don't want to know. No, it was really interesting. There was this criminal episode, um, uh, with Phoebe Judge, who I love and adore. It was called, I think it's episode 178. It was called The Experiment Requires You to Continue. And it was really interesting because it wasn't just talking about that experiment, but it was talking about how that experiment affected the people who were delivering the shocks and like not understanding that they were part of the experiment. I don't like this, Emma. It's kind of fascinating though. You have it's to kind of fucked up. It is fucked up, but that is the human condition. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. So let's go back to Louise. So Donna receives another call or she returns, picks up the phone. She's on the phone with the guy, excuse me, Officer Scott. He, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Give him some respect. Give him That's the respect he doesn't officer. deserve. Yes. So she, he's like, okay, you need to find someone else to watch her now. So she goes back to the front, sees a 58-year-old handyman who's not even working there at the time. He's going there to get coffee and a delicious dessert. And she asks him to come back. He goes, goes what up. What the he, fuck? He goes to the back of the room, gets the phone call, like picks up the phone. And she, he does that same thing. Officer Scott does that same thing of like make her drop her apron. And he, this 58-year-old handyman, says, uh, what? Something's really yeah. wrong here. Is everyone else like much younger? Like, are they just like very naive? Donna's like middle aged. Like her her fiance Mm-mm. is middle aged. Like not okay. So Donna's like, no, no, no. Like, good handyman Thomas. This is all above board. Corporate's on the phone. And then she recalls them saying because she's the assistant manager. She recalls them saying, "Hey, we have corporate on the phone, and we also have your um, manager on the phone." So she gets her personal phone and calls the manager and the manager wakes up from being asleep. <gasps> and she's like, fuck. I'm and sure she, her manager's like, what the fuck are you doing? Exactly. So the Donna immediately breaks down. She picks up the phone to confront Officer Scott on the phone and the guy's gone. He hangs up. That, I, I can't even imagine. Like, I am sick to my stomach thinking about it. But a part of me is like, you knew that was wrong. Like some part of you had to know, you right? You knew that was wrong. Like you couldn't do that. I I don't think I'm a you know exceptional person, but like I, there's no way in hell you could get me to do any of that. Mm-mm. Even if I was like 14, taught to obey authority, which I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could have seen Kate's face as she processed that statement and said, "Which I wasn't." <laughs> I was not. But even if I was, I wouldn't do that because I couldn't do that to another person. Yeah. No, I I mean, I agree. I That's why, to me, it's so hard to believe that it affected so many people. Because I'm like, how? Like, what the f- actual fuck? Like, anyway, so they this event at Mount Washington catapulted the law enforcement to track down the scanner uh, scammer. And let me just add one little comment that because this was not the first, first time that this had happened, McDonald's had sent out this, like, letter or something lame 
to all of the franchises and no one took it seriously basically they sent a memo and no one really took even donna had seen this memo donna i don't think you're very good at your job i'm just gonna say it you know i think you're born for this a bad manager yeah (laughs) i would agree i would agree with that statement my god so there's a detective in massachusetts who began investigating this after there was a wendy's in boston that was scammed meanwhile all fast food restaurants i don't know I guess because you can just call them. You can just look up their phone number. Yeah, I guess you can look up their phone number. And they're open and, 24 hours or open late. Yeah, you can catch a lot of different people. There's so many like there's so many different franchises. You, I bet there's plenty of people this guy called who said, who the fuck are you and hung up. You know what I yeah, mean? They, yeah, yeah. Or they're new. Yeah, they're turnover. just like people who are just g- trying to get by. Like the cook who was like, I don't have time for this shit. That right? cook, he should that have handled that didn't better. didn't do good. Yeah, no. no. Agreed. But he was just like, I'm getting paid $10 an hour. What's this bullshit going on? I'm stepping out of the situation, which is not okay. But like, I can kind of see what happened. Hmm. I just, and I feel like there's also a lot of people in these franchises that they do hear a lot of top down from corporate and from other managers. There's like a lot of chain of command. So they're used yeah, to Yeah, being like just told to do whatever. Yeah, demanding. Thing. Yeah, to be like, yeah, we're doing this now. And you're like, okay. Because like you, you're told by your manager or by corporate or there's mm-hmm. changes. So... We have these two different detectives who are involved on like different sides of the country working on this in Massachusetts and in Kentucky, um, and they're trying to get to, get to the bottom of the scam. So the Massachusetts guy, he traces a calling card to a Walmart in Panama City, Florida. A calling card? Yes, like a, a prepaid phone call. Like, we're too young, Kate. Like one of oh. those little cards that you has a certain amount of money on it and you can use that number to die. Like I used to, I did it whenever I was at camp. I got like oh. a prepaid calling card. Oh, no, I never, I've never Kate, you're used so that. Gen Z. <laughs> I'm such a Zoomer. No so, cap, bro. Basically, you can go into like a Walgreens or a Walmart or whatever and buy like $15 worth of minutes. And, it, and it, okay. so it'll be attached to this calling card that's prepaid rather than like, your personal phone service. Okay. So the only issue is that while they've traced down this calling card to this Walmart, there's only surveillance photos at the entrances of the store. So it's they can't quite figure out who yeah. made the purchase. But then the Kentucky guy traces down another calling card in Panama City, Florida. But this time he lucks out because there are cameras at all the registers. <gasps> so nice. he's able to like link up the time of sale with the video and he gets like basically a screenshot of the likely suspect who was it so he dials the phone in panama city police in panama city were like we actually have a guy in massachusetts who's doing the same nonsense do y'all want to just talk to each other (laughs) yes so by working together they're actually able to identify a local private prison company that operates a correctional facility in (gasps) panama city and by doing that, and the, the way they find this is that the in the photo, the screenshot, the guy's wearing this uniform that they're able to connect to that prison facility. And so the cops fly to this correctional facility. They show this ID or this image to people at the correctional facility. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's David Stewart. <gasps> he so, works there? Yes. Of course he does. Mm-hmm. That's Emma... That is the scariest possible ending to this, isn't it? Because he's a he, he's a control freak. He's a he's he is abusing power. He's he God likes complex. to abuse power, and he's in a position. If you're working at a prison 
you're in a position where you have very little oversight for many of these jobs and you can do whatever you want and who are they going to believe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you, you can abuse anyone. So a little bit about David Stewart, this piece of I shit. I don't want to fucking know. Oh my God. I don't want to fucking know. What did he do? What else has he Father done? Father of five, married for 11 years, 38 year old guy. Always. He, who fucking cares? If they're married and they have kids and they're in their church, be careful. Those are the ones you got to watch out for. Yeah, some Dennis Rader nonsense. I don't know who that is. That's for another crime corner. <laughs> That's the BTK killer who ended up getting caught because he was so cocky. He had a floppy disk and um, that he was starting to send like send um, information to the cops That's with right. a floppy yeah. disk. And he's like, y'all can't trace this, right? They're like, no, can't trace it. And so he used the floppy disk at the church where he was working gross i know oh my god it's so pathetic so police end up raiding this guy's home they track him down to a house outside of panama city they find a calling card that had been used to call nine restaurants all of which claimed to have been duped by the scam caller in the past year they also found i thought this was weird a bunch of law enforcement related items including hundreds of police magazines uniforms that resembled those worn by police guns holsters a bunch of application applications for police departments oh my god he obviously wanted to either be a cop or act like one he definitely was using that those costumes let's call them what they are costumes gross emma this is really gross i know so he gets arrested cool <laughs> he gets arrested for impersonating a police officer um he maintains his innocent innocence and then the sure, bud. his lawyers argue that he's not clever enough to pull it off <laughs> you want to hear what they say no i'm so this is embarrassing <laughs> I say, based on numerous conversations with my client i don't believe he is persuasive or eloquent enough to convince <gasps> somebody to do these preposterous things Oh, my God. That's their defense? He's too stupid? Yeah. Oh, no, It's like bro. a little cheaper than the insanity defense. They're like, this guy's just an idiot. <laughs> bro. Cringe. So the unhappy side of this is that he ultimately was acquitted. The unhappy side? Yeah, he was acquitted. Have we, has this been the happy side the whole time? Well, I was happy he got caught, but not so happy that he got acquitted. Fucking cool. Thanks, Emma. This has been a blast. Love Crime Corner. <laughs> but I will say all of the hoaxes stopped after this man was arrested. Funny how that works. It's crazy. It's crazy. Put girl. him back in jail. Put him in the same prison where he worked. That's what they really should do. <laughs> so that actually would be hilarious in a yeah, very He dark would not way. last very long, I'll tell you that, because I know he was fucking with his inmates. Yeah. So Back in Kentucky, Donna gets fired. Yeah, I wonder why. No, Donna got fired. Poor they Donna. She broke company rules prohibiting strip searches and allowing non-employees into the back office. I'm like, are you fucking kidding okay. me? Whoa. The fact that that's an actual rule. Yes. You can't strip search the employees. We told you about this. It's in writing that you can't do that. And you specifically did that. Okay. She broke up with her piece of shit fiance, Nix, after she watched the surveillance video from that night. What did he do? We don't need to talk about it. Um, cool. And the lawyer said that she never spoke to him again. Uh, Nix, the fiance, pled guilty to charges including sexual abuse and was sentenced <gasps> to five years in prison. He's around children. Yes. You said he, he taught like little. I don't know right? if it was adults or kids, but yeah, he taught baseball. I assume it was children. 
Ew. Louise ends up suing McDonald's for not good, publicizing good the ongoing scams, and she gets over a million dollars in damages. Good girl. Good mm-hmm. girl. Good for you, Mama. Good for you. Yep. And there is now a movie called Compliance about this exact event. Oh, my God. I'm not watching that. Thank you for letting me know what it's called so I could avoid it. <laughs> it's on Hulu. I haven't even watched it. It's too much for me. No, thank you. Fucking okay. I know. I know it's a heavy one, but I thought it was important for people to know. I think it's important. It is important. You have to think for your fucking self. You have to think for yourself. And also, just how did we not know about that? That is such a big deal. Because all the companies wanted to squash it because it looks bad on their company. That's another reason why he's probably targeting these franchises is because these franchises have something to lose. And they're they're very public companies. And this is something that would get big media attention. And they didn't say anything about it. What, they sent a fucking memo? Fuck you. Like, these are your employees. Do you care about them? You pretend you do. Yeah. Literally a memo. Like, what a joke. That's so... That's disgusting. I, I'm so glad. They, she should have gotten more. You should have gotten like $8 million. She should have gotten more. Of course, like the part I didn't say is McDonald's fought her tooth and nail. And so she was supposed to get more and it got whittled down. But why would you fight? Because they, they have more money. They're like, Boo. it's not our fault. Yeah, because they have more money, basically. But they're like, it's not our fault that you're, the employees were doing bad things. That's not on us. Um, the book this business? stops there. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you. Fuck all of you. And that's why I don't eat at McDonald's. Just kidding. Yeah, not because their hamburgers are gray. <laughs> and they strip search their employees. I prefer cool. mine square shaped. <laughs> we like those square burgers. <laughs> Boo! I know. Boo, Emma. I know. I'll give you a sillier one next time. Like a Lies. magic one. Okay. I need something nice. I'm tired of like pinched off skin and I'm just tired <laughs> of it. You, you wear me out, girl. <laughs> Well, I hope you guys got a kick out of it, club members. I hope you had a great time. I hope you learned something. Yeah, I do. I do hope you learned something. Yeah. I hope you learned something. And next time when a cop tells you to do something, you say no. You say, I'm going to call 911 and make sure the person who pulled me over is actually a cop. That's what you do. No, no, no. You just say no outright. Mm, Fight the power. Kate. (laughs) All right. And on that note, okay, I'm glad I got to see you in your new blue wall. Oh yeah, my walls are blue, guys. You don't, you couldn't hear it, but they're blue. I'm trying to pull Kate back from painting the ceiling blue, but I think she's gonna do it anyway. I'm definitely gonna do what I want to do. I'm also painting your room that you want. I'm painting it black. What, Kate? Yeah, it's gonna you be said- black. It's already on the walls. So Kate, go. Kate really oscillates very um, quickly between Emma. I love your help designing, and you know that room you like. It's black now. <laughs> I'm like, I'd love your help. Too slow. It's black. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty much it. So That's my whole life. Too slow. Gonna, I painted it black. I, that can be my goth vibe. That's my like goth dark energy will be when I'm in that room. My dark. I'm always in. I'm always in goth mode. Yeah. That's what your house um, is for. For me. Goth. It's, it's for It's for your. It's your goth outlet. Is my. Yeah. Life. It's my goth outlet. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> That's perfect. No, it's going to be so oh, spooky man. for Halloween. I'm excited. It is. It's Spooktober. I'm so excited about some spooky. Or it's not Spooktober yet. Spooktober starts in September here. I've been on night and for a second I thought you were right. I was like, oh my God, I missed all of September. (laughs) (laughs) Wake me up when September ends, baby. Yeah, dear. So sad. So real. Spooktober. It's time for spooky movies outside. Mm, Man. It's going to be a fun time. And no, we are not watching. What is it called? Complicit? Is that what it was called? No, I would never recommend that for the that's not a good vibe. 
Is that not a spook? That's spooky. It's spooky. It's creepy. That's that's too scary for me. Yeah, it's too too real. Well, I got to go to work now, but thank you for letting me traumatize you um, for yet another month. Yeah, anytime. Yeah, you got it. Well, that's all I have this time. I will traumatize y'all no more. Uh, So until next time, stay spoopy. Stay spoopy.